Essentially, you're looking for one or two quality leads that generates a conversation that could generate an appointment in the calendar. So actually, all of that that you're thinking and the objections that you're telling yourself are actually a little bit superficial. Welcome to the Resilient Recruiter Podcast. This is your host, Mark Whitby, and I'm joined today by Leanne Sarah Jones-Hunt. Welcome, Leanne. How are you today? I'm good, thank you. Happy New Year. Happy New Year to you. And and congrats on three years of the podcast as well. I know. I cannot believe it. The last three years have just flown past. So November 2019, uh, we started. So Amazing. Um, yeah, awesome. 150 plus episodes. We've had like 160,000 downloads. So wow. yeah, it's amazing. So awesome. today it, we're going to talk about mistakes recruiters make. And this is number six in our series. We've not done this for a long time. I feel like um, <laughs> we've had so many other things that we're working on, but uh, I'm glad we're getting back to this. So mistake number six is not posting original content on LinkedIn. Do you want to say more? Yeah. So we um, are advocates for posting original content on LinkedIn. Um, so today's episode is going to include some tips um, on how to get started with this. And I feel like there'll be some of you listening, perhaps knowing that this is what you should be doing, but maybe feeling slightly uncomfortable or not actually knowing where to start. So um, for the next 30 minutes or so, we're going to give you some real step-by-step guide on on actually just getting started um, and talk about the sort of objections that we've heard across our program um, with the recruitment business owners who perhaps were in the same boat as you before they started posting original content on LinkedIn. Absolutely. So we are massive advocates for posting content on LinkedIn. And the reason being that this is the, as you guys know, we're big believers in the power of inbound marketing and posting content on LinkedIn is the fastest, easiest way to get started with inbound marketing. So in terms of the benefits, number one, we want to position you as an authority in your industry and in your niche that you that you serve. Number two, we want you to be visible in people's, you know, uh, LinkedIn news feeds, you know, so you just pop up on a regular basis for everybody who's in your network already and maybe even reaching beyond your network. And number three, we want people to uh, understand your market knowledge and your personality. So they start to come to know, like, and trust you. And then you're top of mind the next time either they're looking to make a career move or they're looking to build their team and they need the help of a, of a recruiter. So the benefits are massive. And we've seen this with our clients because we get all of our coaching clients on this bandwagon and get them into posting regularly on LinkedIn. Um, and you know, every week we hear success stories, people who have generated, started conversations with potential clients and candidates as a result of the content that they're putting out there. So should we go more into what holds people back from, from doing this, Leanne? What do you think? Yeah, absolutely. And, and just to, um, piggyback off what you said there, you know, we genuinely hear like every day from our members about 
conversations that have been sparked. And that's because um, they are um, becoming top of mind to their network on the newsfeed. It's sparking those conversations and they are becoming famous to people because it's that no like, and trust. They're seeing someone on a, a recurring basis. So that um, reinforcement of seeing those um, posts and that content in their newsfeed is just more of a window into that person's world rather than perhaps just business owner of X recruitment company. Wow. Exactly, Leanne. So I, I kind of don't like the term influencer, but uh, we do want you to become very visible, valuable, and well-known within your, within your niche. So I think, let's just clarify that what we mean by original content, because yeah. I see that a lot of people, they understand the importance of regularly sharing content on LinkedIn for the reasons we just said, but they, people for whatever reason, decides to curate content instead of create original content. So curation of content is where you are sharing other people's content. For example, you might uh, repost a, a, a news article, something from your industry that you think might be relevant to your clients and candidates. And so we see a lot of that when we first start working with people. It's not that they're well, so I guess people fall into a few categories. Either they're not posting anything on LinkedIn. So that's category number one. Category number two is they are posting regularly, but they've probably outsourced it to like a social media service. And what they're getting is curated content. So it's not their own original thoughts, ideas, uh, insights. Or number three, they are posting their own content on LinkedIn, but they're maybe just not as consistent as they could be or they're not doing it as effectively as they could be. So like, could you give some examples of original content so people really understand what we're talking about? Yeah, so obviously there's different formats of posts on LinkedIn. You've got the poll post, the text-only post, an image post, a video if you dare. Um, and we have the article on there as well, don't we, as an option. So there's lots of different styles of format out there, but I think in terms of getting started is where people kind of get stumped. Um, you know, they sort of see a bit of a blank canvas there and then actually, you know, reverse and think, actually, I, I'm not sure if I can be profound here. Um, and then all of a sudden revert back to the default, which is just posting and reposting uh, curated content. Um, so this is obviously something we teach in the program and we help people to get started um, on this journey of posting. So Leanne, let's think about what are the things that hold people back from posting? What would you say are the top three? Um, that a post won't do well. So um, that it might be a flop um, is probably one of the biggest ones. Um and there's no such thing, you know, if even if you were to get, say, 500 views, um, then, you know, you wouldn't ever shy away from speaking to 500 people in a room. Um, and I think the thing is, when it comes to like impressions or views, um, that's just for vanity. Um, you know, it's the engagement that you're looking for. But I do think that's a massive factor that people feel that um, actually, they really need to spend loads of time on this to make a really profound post that's going to generate X amount of engagement. But if you really think about it and break this down and strip it back, it's 
Essentially, you're looking for one or two quality leads that generates a conversation that could generate uh, an appointment in the calendar with a prospective candidate or client. So actually, all of that that you're thinking and the objections that you're telling yourself or the excuses that you're telling yourself are actually a little bit superficial. A hundred percent. So I'd say definitely that's number one. So it's Uh, like, exactly. (laughs) Like, what if no one reads it? What if it doesn't get a good, you know, response? Yeah. Um, the other one is just maybe fear or, I mean, fear might be an overstatement, but feeling uncomfortable, like what if people don't like what I'm putting out there? Um, you know, am I going to get people, am I going to get trolled or, you know, (laughs) so, and I used to feel that way as well, actually, like probably going back maybe five years ago when I first started experimenting with posting on LinkedIn properly and I would just have massive anxiety every time before I click that button to publish the post. Um, I I would just feel really anxious. Like, I hope this goes okay. And the funny thing is like, A, nothing bad ever happened. Like the worst (laughs) that happened is a post didn't perform as well, right? Yeah. But only tons of good things started happening and people like really respond and it, it resonated with people. But it took okay. quite a while uh, for that anxiety to go down, you know, to die away yeah. so that now I don't mm-hmm. think twice. But yeah, it's, exactly. it's just really getting started on that journey. I think the other thing that holds people back is they, well, it's either they don't understand the benefit and hopefully we've, yeah. you know, explained that now or they're, they're uh-huh. nervous about the reaction or it could be imposter syndrome. Like they're like, what do I, I don't know what I would say that is going to be, impactful are going to, you know, um, be worthy of, you know, putting out there into the, into the universe. Uh, so what, what would you say to someone who's feeling like, I don't really know what to say. I don't think I have anything worth sharing. Yeah. And I think as a successful recruitment business owner, you're doing a disservice to your market if you're not, um, sharing your expert knowledge, but I guess it's, people feeling that they don't want to tell their clients what they should be doing or perhaps they don't want to take that sort of platform um and it's kind of the opposite like you're in the trenches you are uniquely qualified to help people in your market because you're an ear to the market and it's getting comfortable with the fact that and giving yourself kudos that your knowledge in this domain is greater than theirs um, and they might have a big job title, for example, if you have, you know, prospective clients or existing clients in your LinkedIn network, which I'm sure you do, but you are way more senior in terms of being the expert, not them. Um, and I just think it is uh, a mind, there's a lot of mindset that happens with this. And it's like you said, Mark, you know, people can agonize over this, you can procrastinate. And it's about hitting publish and getting comfortable over time with this. Um, And once you start getting that positive response, it will just encourage you to do it more and more anyway. Yeah, 100%. So you do have insight that your clients and candidates would find valuable, beneficial. And why, why wouldn't you share that with your marketplace? If you don't take the stage and be willing to like step into the spotlight a little bit, and you're just blending into the background, you're not standing out from other recruiters in your space. And you can be like the best kept secret where your clients and candidates that you work with love you, but not enough people in your market understand who you are and what you could 
what you could do for them. So, And just something to mention as a side note, um, because not many people probably know this, when you're posting on LinkedIn, that's not going to all of your network. That's going to a segment of your network that li- the LinkedIn algorithm decides based on the engagement that it gets within the first two hours. So, you know, you clicking publish isn't saying, hello, my whole network, here is an original piece of content. It's a slither of your um, network. So once you are consistently posting over time, then of course, yes, you'll get more visibility, but your audience initially is just segments of your network. Right. Um, I'm really glad you mentioned that, Leanne, because I know that you're, you kind of geek out on this. You're our resident LinkedIn uh, expert and you study like all the latest trends and hacks and tips regarding the algorithm and how to get the most visibility. And absolutely, like just publishing something on LinkedIn, it doesn't automatically, it will, it rarely gets seen by everyone in your network. LinkedIn shows it. Do you want to explain the first two hours and then how it, um, how it propagates? So when you post something on LinkedIn, automatically that tells the algorithm um, within the first two golden hours, whether this post is um, high quality, low quality or spam. So those that two hour window is golden um, for a reason, because it's seeing, OK, is this co- is this post getting the likes? Is it getting the comments? Um, and if it is, then the LinkedIn algorithm will then show it to another segment of your network um, and then even more engagement and then another segment of your network. So um, the key here is if people are commenting, you need to be in a position to comment and reply back to the person that's made that co- original comment on your post. Because again, that gives you sort of bonus points in terms of the LinkedIn algorithm. So the main thing here is, you know, you can get very in the weeds with this, but initially you just want to get publishing and and posting and getting comfortable with that side of things. Um, But yeah, if you have um, a a really good hook on your post, which then entices people to stop in their tracks on the newsfeed and, you know, take the action of engaging with the post, that's only going to benefit you um, with the success and performance of this post. Totally. By the way, um, we have, because we focus heavily on uh, helping people get the maximum traction with their posts on LinkedIn, we've put together a, an ebook called uh, the top 25 LinkedIn posts so to that can inspire your own content. So we've just looked at like a snapshot of what have been the top performing posts of ours, as well as the recruitment business owners in our coaching community. So if you want a copy of that, then just go to recruitmentcoach.com forward slash LinkedIn, and you can download a a copy of that ebook. Um, There was something else that I wanted to mention about original versus curated. And that is the, the other reason we want you to post original content is because the LinkedIn algorithm does not reward curated content to the same extent. So it's just not going to get as much organic reach. It's not going to be seen by as many people. And so you don't get the opportunity to kick, to kickstart the algorithm there and start getting engagement on those posts. And number two is remember we, the whole reason we're doing this is to position you as an authority and let people get to know you. And if you're just publishing someone else's article or maybe something from, you know, um, uh, a publication in your industry or the the mainstream media, then it's not showcasing your knowledge and allowing people to understand how you think and what your insights are. 
So I say uh, probably let's do a bit of a deep dive on that okay. in terms of giving people an idea of the content that they can post. So I'd say that authority content probably makes up half of what your content should be. Um, you know, obviously you have probably seen on LinkedIn in the newsfeed, there's quite a lot of personal posts and entertainment posts or uh, various memes or GIFs. And that's because they do well, but there does need to be a mix here. It can't just all be entertainment posts that you're seeing um, because you know, these are the cornerstones of the content strategy in terms of wanting uh, the topics that you're, um, you want to, you, sorry, say that again, Brent, the topics, the topics that you want to be known for as an expert in or famous for or be a leader in that particular topic are um, the foundational cornerstones of your content strategy. So we would say at least 50% of your content is authority content. It's your yeah. sharing insight market knowledge and, you know, giving real value to people. And um, Leanne mentioned like memes and, you know, funny posts and that sort of thing. And you see a lot of that on LinkedIn and, and it's okay to do some of that. And we do some of that as well, but I would say that should be no more than like 10% of what you're posting yeah. because like, so 10%, if you're posting every day, 20 times, a month on LinkedIn, that would only be two posts in a month, right? Okay. So um, so people get addicted to those types of posts because they do perform well, but yeah. are they positioning you as a market leader, right? Probably not. So no. what we do find value though is posting some things that are more personal uh, yeah. to, to really make you relatable and give pe become more of a three-dimensional human being rather than just, you know, a recruiter. So yeah. do you want do what would be a good example of a personal post? Well, I don't want to give all of our secret <laughs> tips and secrets away, but um yeah, we've seen huge success in terms of people um sharing their journey in terms of what they've um accomplished so far in terms of their recruitment journey. I mean, it's obviously a huge success with this podcast because that's exactly what you do um, episode to episode, you know, figuring out how people have navigated their way through because it's sometimes such different ways. Um, and so I think that just that human touch and that connection with somebody really being um, very open is quite refreshing on LinkedIn because you get to know more than just the face value of what somebody's achieved in terms of here's my company name here's what we do here's what we specialize in but it's actually the backstory which seems to um really perform well absolutely um we like just for from my own experience for example sharing those personal and professional milestones so yeah. for example like i i published uh, a post about the celebrating the three-year anniversary of the podcast and that got just loads of engagement and, you know, cause people really enjoy seeing other people's like successes and milestones. Another one was my daughter, Hannah recently turned 18. So I published a picture of me with Hannah celebrating her 18th yeah. birthday that did really well. So, you know, don't shy away from sharing a little window into your world and a glimpse of you as a human being on the personal side. It doesn't all have to be professional. Absolutely. And it's seen, well, what I've been seeing recently is that selfies are 
uh, performing so, so well. Now, it's not for everyone and we are um, kind of advocates for it. But again, it's just making sure that people put the face to the company um, and you are the face being the business recruit, uh, recruitment business owner. So, um, you know, it's just a case of, again, getting comfortable with that side of things. Um, my One of my best performing posts actually was um, me just writing down in a, an original content post, a text-only post, um, some of the things that recruitment business owners are guilty of not doing. And I think the reason it resonated is because I used certain terminology and phrases that genuinely felt to people who were reading it that I was reading their mind because it's something that sprung to mind for them. And that's so important when you're doing this original content is to really dig deep and think about what are your client or candidate's pain points um, and the terminology that they use. Um, and again, it's something we've got a whole strategy on this that we teach. Um, so. I love that. Absolutely. So let's wrap this up. I think... Um, yeah. How often should people be posting, do you think? Well, I would say three to four times per week. Um, but whatever's going to be sustainable for you, um, you need to be consistent. If it is a case where you're seeing this like almost like a gym membership, like you're really enthusiastic at the start and then perhaps it tapers off, this isn't going to give you the best outcome that um, you deserve for putting the energy into posting. Um, but if you can aim to do three to four times per week, then I think that's a good um, a good place to be. Now, I guess the way to wrap this up, Mark, is to give people a few tips on how to even just get started with this. Um, and, you know, I'd say... Hold on, just, be is, just before yeah, well, we give the tips, we should also give yeah. people, um, let people know we've got two coaching programs kicking off in February for... Yeah. Well, one for each of our groups. So we have Elevate, which is for yeah. the solo recruiters and very small practices. And we have Apex, which is for the entrepreneurial recruitment businesses who want to scale. And in both cases, what we do is we onboard people in a cohort, which is a small group of people with similar goals, similar challenges to you. And we get them introduced and onboarded into our program. And we only do that at certain times during the year. So February is one of those times where we're bringing new people into our inner circle coaching community. So if you're interested in learning more about that and whether it might be a fit for you to, to level up your business this year, then go to recruitmentcoach.com forward slash call and you can book a 30 minute strategy call with me and or Leanne, depending on who's available. And uh, so, yeah, Leanne, yeah. tips. And we cover we cover this exact strategy in the first four weeks as well. We get you really clear. In, we've got our pillars and prompts worksheet. We've got various things. But um, for the purpose of this podcast episode and give, giving you some takeaways and tips, it's fairly obvious here what needs to happen initially. But um, I would say set a timer for 30 minutes have that headspace to really do a bit of a brain dump in terms of any idea that springs to mind. Um, have a bit of an idea bank, so be it a Google sheet on Asana if you use a, perhaps a project management board, the notes on your phone if you're more inspired out on a walk or whatever, um, or just pen to paper. 
and just for 30 minutes, just write down a bit of a brain dump on all the ideas that you think that you um, can bring to the table in terms of original content. Um, So the next tip is then once you have that brain dump, put it into some sort of order. So categorize it, um, think about the different post types because we're not wanting to reinvent the wheel here. You might have one idea that could be a poll post or a video post or an image post or um, different angles for a different text post um, and get it into some sort of um, clarity in your mind where it perhaps comes under the authority bucket that we were speaking about or an entertainment one or the personal one that we've been speaking about. Then you'll have all of a sudden, hopefully, um, at least 30 days worth of content if you could, if you do that. Now, don't spend longer than 30 minutes because you're getting into the realm of procrastination. Um, and actually, as long as you've got the skeleton, then you can build something on, on um, top of that. Um, any other tips? So I think then it's a case of having a time every day that you're going to actually turn those ideas into a post. How long would you yeah. say people should spend on this per per day? Let's say if it's going to be well, a habit like yeah. going to the gym. Exactly. Well, you know, I'm ruthless, Mark. Like I, if I have to spend more than 15, 20 minutes, then it's not getting posted and I'll have to just go on to something else. So I think you have to be... Um, quite strict in, with yourself and disciplined because otherwise it can be all consuming in terms of trying to figure out all of the different formats that are going to work etc um, but if you've got the skeleton of the post and you've done this brain dump then you know just spend that 20 minutes just tidying it and polishing it up and then just hit post and publish um, and you know you you can this, the beauty of this is that you can evolve over time you can get better better at this in quotation marks um and you know just see what happens i think it's just that leap of faith initially to then tweak and get more finessed with this as you as you go along absolutely we did a training both in london and in new york called uh linkedin content generator where we help people to outline 30 days worth of content in 30 minutes um and what's what's awesome about our community is that there's peer accountability and also um, inspiration. So people, A, see everyone else having success with posting on LinkedIn and encourages them to participate in that. Um, And it just becomes kind of like normal. I'd say 99% of our members are posting original content on LinkedIn. So, you know, being surrounded with other people who are on that same journey definitely does help. so yeah. two quick tips there. Any final thoughts, Leanne? Just get started. You know, just absolutely get started. Um, the payoff is um, is overwhelming and outstanding. Um, and I just think you've just got to take bite the bullet and do it. Listen, do it today. And by the way, uh, if you're not already connected to me and Leanne, then go ahead and click the follow button or the connect button for both of us, because then you'll actually see what we're publishing But you'll also then get uh, a window into our coaching group because you'll see whose posts we're liking and commenting on. Most likely, those are our clients. And then you'll see what they're posting. You'll kind of get a little taste of the kind of stuff that people are are doing here. But definitely get started today. Follow me and Leanne. And then why not post something today? Like strike while the iron's hot. Hopefully, we've got you motivated (laughs) that this is something you're going to (laughs) do. So don't wait. Do it today. 
you can even tag us and that means that we'll be able to obviously comment and uh, help boost your uh, posts as well. You know, absolutely tag Mark and I. We're very present on LinkedIn. So the next episode. Yeah, mistake number seven. So um, this is a huge one and it's mistake number seven is not specializing enough or not having a clear defined niche um, so that it's actually easier to fill roles and make placements. So if you're trying to be all things to all people, um, it's not going to work. You'll be filled like you're being uh, pulled from poster pillar. Um, you're not able to re- recycle the candidates in your niche. Um, and it may be the case you already have a specialist a specialism to some extent, um, but actually going through perhaps our market mapping exercise that our members do, they realise how much they perhaps need to laser focus down um, in order to make this really effective in terms of your branding, um, your visibility and being recognised within your niche as well. Anything to add nope. to that? Mark? I'm looking forward to it. So be sure to tune into the next okay. one. And uh, thanks, Leanne. That was great. Yeah, that was great. All right. See you soon. Thank you so much for listening to The Resilient Recruiter. If you've enjoyed the show, the best way you can show your support is to click that subscribe button. Thanks again, and I'll see you next time.